Yeah, that's what's so cool about plants and yeah. why I love it so much. That's so great. Yeah. I never knew anybody who loved photosynthesis as much as you do. Nomadic cowbirds and poking the puffballs. I like turtles. And lightsaber frog calls. Fresh seaweed got filled with persimmon seeds. Hey, everyone. This is Lindsay Ryan from the Great Plains Nature Center, and you're listening to That's My Favorite, the podcast where we geek out with naturalists. I'm here with a very special guest. His name is Tyler Newman, and he's from Wichita State University. And um, he's told me absolutely nothing about what we're going to talk about today, except for (laughs) the overall arching topic. So I'll let Tyler kind of ease us into that. Yeah, uh, I decided to talk about today about uh, photosynthesis and some cool parts of photosynthesis, uh, C4 and CAM photosynthesis. Cool, okay. Yeah, so I mean, I just sort of want to start off with, I don't know how many people like know much about photosynthesis, Mm -hmm. but like one of the coolest parts about plants is that they find ways, so why I love plants so much. Yeah, your favorite thing. Yeah, no, seriously. And one of the coolest parts about it is that, um, you know, unlike animals, they don't have to change their behavior. They're stuck where they are. I mean, so plants, basically, they can adapt to their surroundings physiologically and uh, chemically, whereas other animals have to change their behaviors. And so one of the coolest parts uh, about photosynthesis is how it varies, but it varies only in modification. It's more like... Uh, you know, C3 photosynthesis, basically your standard photosynthesis. So there's this, so I don't know if you know the equation for photosynthesis, like, you know, cellular respiration, Mm -hmm. which is CHO plus uh, O2 with the, wait, with the output of energy uh, is CO2 and uh, H2O. Okay. Flip that around, you have photosynthesis. photosynthesis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So one of the coolest things things about it is that plants have this like constant like, uh, what is it? This constant battle between using water and uh, releasing like CO2 and and intaking CO2 in their leaves. Yes. Um, But one of the coolest parts is there's this one molecule that, you know, I think most people know is as Rubisco, which is ribulose bifos, wait, ribulose biphosphate, uh, carbo, wait, Rubisco. Yeah. Ribulose biphosphate carboxylase oxygenase. Okay. And that is an incredibly difficult word. That's why I'm we call it Rubisco. Really impressed <laughs> with the way that you handled that. Yeah. No, it's, it's one of the, it's, so it's one of the coolest molecules because it's the thing that fixes CO2 to sugars. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So it has this really unique, uh, like it has this really unique uh, energetic to it uh-huh. or mechanism to it that it binds both oxygen and CO2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you bind oxygen, you actually lose uh, a lot of energy in mm-hmm. the process. And the thing is with Rubisco is it selectively binds uh, O2 more than CO2 if the CO2 is low in concentration. What? How? Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, you got to think about weight. So like O2. Mass? Yeah. Okay. So think about mass. So you got CO2, okay. which is just an O2 molecule bound to a carbon molecule. Okay. And then you have O2, which isn't bound to anything else. Yes. So the energetics is that the O2 is a lot faster, and so it can move around a lot faster and work its way into the, into the mechanism of Rubisco. 
and then bind faster. I see. Okay. And so um, a lot of the times, so most of our atmosphere, like so 20% of our atmosphere, something like 19, 18, 20% of our atmosphere is oxygen, whereas carbon dioxide is pretty low. Mm-hmm. And so what you have is, you know, when it gets hotter during the year, uh, you would think, well, the carbo, like, you know, with any other kind of enzyme, mm-hmm. things are going to get faster in heat. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the problem is it binds more in heat to oxygen. Okay. So, if you still following along, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay, I cool. I think I'm with you. Yeah. So, one of the biggest things is that plants tend to lose a lot more water because they're opening their pores on the their stomatas. leaves. Yeah. And so they're losing a lot of water and they're gaining very little uh, carbon. And we call that. Uh, water use efficiency, which is uh, the amount of water that has to be expended to build one carbon molecule of sugar. Gotcha. Okay. And so that's like a huge deal in plant physiology because it's this, con- again, this constant battle between maintaining the water supply in their in their tissue and trying to take in CO2 to build more uh, sugars okay. for energy. That's prob- and that's why plants only open their stomata at night. Some do. And that's a big thing with CAM, too. Okay. Yeah. Which, okay. Yeah, exactly. And so what we so like what we refer to as C3 is pretty much the norm of like photosynthesis. Uh-huh. And we call it C3 because it just binds to... The first thing that it uh, creates when CO2 binds to a molecule is a three-carbon molecule. Okay. Um, but C4 is different um, because it first thing... The first product it binds is a four carbon molecule, which is super important because it's not binding to, Rubisco isn't binding CO2 to a carbon molecule. Okay. Instead, it uses, oh, you want to say something? I want to ask you a question about (laughs) C4. Now, C4 is just a type of photosynthesis? It's like, it's like sort of a modification off of it. Okay. Like it's doing the same thing in terms, it's always using Rubisco, uh-huh. but the thing is it's it's a different like process. Like, you know, um, it's not straight as straightforward, but it's a way that it divides it up into okay. different stages, okay. but it creates the same product and yeah. it's the same way basically. Mm-hmm. I can see the like the cycle of it in yeah. my brain from my college classes. Yeah. What I struggle to remember with the plants is the difference between C4 and CAM plants. Okay, so and yeah. I think maybe our audience members might do that too. Or they might not even know that that's even a thing. Yeah, so the one cool thing I always think about it um, when I think about C4 and CAM is that they are super similar. Okay. Um, they use very similar processes, but they're different in how they act. So where you would think of um, C4 would be more spatial. So it's about like the photosynthesis is it's important on how it spatially uh, fixes CO2. I see. Whereas CAM is more about the temporal uh, like intake of CO2. So it's like the time of day it will take it in. Uh-huh. Because CAM is when it opens its stomata at night and takes in the CO2 and then it binds uh, to a four carbon molecule and stores it in its vacuole during the night. Okay, so CAM is at night. Yes. C4 is during the day. C4 can take, ha- I mean, happen any time of the day. Okay. But it's, I mean, one of the biggest advantages of like C4, there's a lot of C4 grasses. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And so C4 is intimately bound with its anatomy. 
Okay. So I don't know if like a lot of people know about like a regular leaf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you have the palisade parenchyma, which are basically the top parts of, yeah, it's the top, basically the top part of a uh, leaf that isn't the like epidermis. Okay. We will give you guys a cross section of a leaf. Yeah. I can send you some too. Okay, yeah, definitely. And um, that'll be in the show notes. So yeah, if it, some of this might be difficult to visualize. Okay. Refer to the show notes. So yeah, I mean, all you just have to think of just like cr- crushing, like, you know, cut up a leaf, uh-huh. the side of the leaf, and look straight into it. Yeah. And if you could see really, really into it, you would see a top layer of cells. And those are the cells that do a lot of the heavy work with photosynthesis. Mm-hmm. They're those really big rectangular yeah. ones. Yeah. And they're almost like like rectangles and they're stacked like sideways blocks. Yes. Yeah. And so then you got sort of the lazier ones on the underside of the leaf we call the spongy parenchyma mm-hmm. cells. And so those are guys are just like sort of just like, they're just anywhere and everywhere but there's tons of tiny little air pockets okay that like help the uh help like uh increase the surface area of like the way you can in uh basically uh what is it come into contact with co2 take it into its tissue and then transport it up to oh, okay. the other uh lee other like cells like those top layer of cells okay so and so the thing is you know the problem is like, you know, you have these resistance barriers and eventually you're taking in more than just CO2 and you're losing H2O each time those little stomata open up. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not the case for C4. C4 has this special uh, this special anatomy we call Kranz anatomy. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So... Forget everything I just told you about leaves. Getting real technical, folks. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. Okay. Mine's hard. uh, So think of it like concentric circles, okay? Okay. So you have the, oh, yep. Um, You have the outer layer, and those do most of the photosynthesis. Okay. Um, At least with the light reactions, not the dark reactions. And that's a totally different rabbit hole, folks. Okay, so think of the light reactions as being generating the energy yeah. to make the carbons. Yeah, and the light reactions happen with light. Yes. Oh, and the thing is, the tricky thing about the dark reactions and the light reactions, they're always like, well, you know, their dark reactions aren't really in the dark. Mm-hmm. They can happen any time. Mm-hmm. And we can call them the Calvin-Benson cycle, but yeah. Um, but so anyways, you have the outer circle with the things that are coming in direct contact with the air. And those are all those little leaf tissue. And then you have the inner circle. Okay. And you have these giant vascular bundle sheath cells. Yes. That are directly connected to that first circle. You're gonna have to draw this out for me. Okay. Do you have a pencil? I don't. I can get one. We might have one. Okay. Yeah, okay. And I will take a picture of this drawing and post it. All right. So if we think of it like a circle, okay. you have these guys. You have just a bunch of little, I mean, they're not really that little, but okay. And so that's the outer one. So what is it? What part of the plant are we looking at? We are looking basically if you were to take a tip of grass and then cut it straight down at like if you were cutting it right the grass. Like right in half. So if we got a stalk of grass, are we cutting it in half and looking at the inside of that stem? Pretty much, yeah. And it's not going to look like that. It's not going to look like a circle. Yeah, this because, is this is magnified. But you have these guys 
and I think they're the Palisade Parenchyma. I, they might have a different name for uh, the special C4 anatomy. Okay. But then you have these giant, I mean, these giant cells called, we call those, um, what is it, vascular bundle sheath cells. Okay. And we call them vascular bundle sheath cells because they're directly connected to the vascular uh, tissue of the leaf. Okay. Um, but, and, you know, regular leaves have this too, but the thing is they're tiny. Oh. I, so, I mean, clearly you're going to know that there's going to be some kind of, like, difference. Mm-hmm. And so these top leaves will take in the CO2. Okay. And I'll just draw the CO2. They take in the CO2. Okay. And they're going to bind it to, so I don't know if you know, remember your glycolysis at all? Mm-hmm. Um, it binds to a phosphoenolpyruvate carboxylase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I which do is remember that. Which is Pepsi, mm-hmm. which makes it a lot easier to remember. Yes. <laughs> um, and, I, I, you know, the funniest thing is I remember the uh, I remember the acronym, and I was like, wait, what is it again? What is it again? And I was like, <laughs> oh, it's phosphoenolpyruvate. Um, so it binds it to that and makes a malate. Okay. And so then it travels across the membrane into these vascular bundle sheath cells. Okay. And then it, I think it's through the same, I think it might be Pepsi again. It unbinds that CO2 into this tissue. Okay. But there's no issue with, uh, there's no issue with the CO2 coming back out of the leaves now because oh. it's in a second membrane. Okay. So then it can build a huge concentration of CO2. Okay. And it Without basic- expending energy. And losing the water. Yeah. So basically, you have a hyperselective molecule for Rubisco that you don't have to worry anymore about the uh, the outside O2. Okay. And uh, so you, okay. it's a, actually one of the, it's incredibly efficient. But it also takes a lot more energy to do. Okay. So that's why you see during the like hot summer months, mm-hmm. these C4 grasses are going to come in much more heavily because nothing else can do as well as they can. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I can follow you because I've yeah. got a biology Yeah. Brain. And that's the one thing I wanted to try to make it palpable for people. Yes. So can we, can you help Yeah. give a description of this? In layman's terms, yeah. For like the big, big difference between CAM and C4, what is it? Okay, so the big, big difference between CAM and C. Oh, CAM and C4. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Wait, what? What? What was it that we were just talking about? The first one I talked about was C3. Oh God! So we've got three different ones going on. Okay, so. And then I talked about CAM being temporal. Okay. So yes. let's do C3, CAM. And C4. Okay. But let's, let's do start C3, with C4, and CAM. C3, C4. Um, C3, C4, um, essentially, C3 doesn't have extra steps. It's just photosynthesis. Uh, it's photos. It's basically your regular textbook photosynthesis. Okay. Uh, CO2 goes into the chloroplast. So it's um, CO2 plus sunlight, bada bing. Light reactions. Yep. Calvin-Benson cycle. You got yourself some sugar. Okay. Great. Okay. Yep. So... Next step. C4. C4. C4, it basically takes in CO2 into the top part. Okay. Goes into the other part where it can't escape. Okay. And this is in grasses within that stem. So they take that carbon dioxide and they put it on the inner layer of cells. So it can't escape. So it can't get out. It can't escape back out through your tissue. So you don't lose that energy and water. They're basically hoarders of CO2. They're hoarding it. They're hoarders. And the thing is, much like hoarding... 
when you're in that vascular bundle sheath cell, it's going to bump into everything, including Rubisco. Uh-huh, which fixes it. Yeah. Kay. And you're basically just, you're, you know you have guaranteed energy. Got it. Cool. Yeah. Okay. So we've covered C3, straight photosynthesis. C4 is a hoarder of carbon dioxide. It's like a hoarder, yeah. Yep. Okay. And then what's our CAM? I was going to say, well, CAM is like its cousin. <laughs> oh. Yeah, it's pretty much the uh, hoarder as well. But okay. it hoards it in a different spot. Oh, okay. Um, and so one of the things is it's not, CAM isn't doing the same extra steps because it doesn't have to worry about losing as much water because it's opening its stomata during the night. So are we talking? So we're, so we're talking about C4. We're talking about two, we're talking about two cells. Two cells are being utilized. Yes. C3, one cell. Yeah. CAM, one cell again. One cell, yeah. Okay. My next question is, what kinds of plants are using these modes of photosynthesis? So what kind of plant would be using C3? C3 is just pretty common uh, throughout the, I mean, just throughout the world. I mean, you can even find grasses that are C3. Everything. Okay. Everything can use C3? Most of everything, yeah. The things that can't are either using C4 or CAM. Correct? Mm-hmm. Okay. So grasses are using C4, or some grasses are. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm going to guess like cacti and succulents are using CAM? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and even orchids. What? Yeah. <gasps> I just learned that yeah. Kansas has orchid species that yeah. are native here. There's I a lot of no cool idea. orchids. I know. I knew when I used to live in Pennsylvania, there were a lot of uh, lady slippers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, there are like, I don't know, 13, 17, 20. Oh, I don't remember wild. the exact number, but yeah, there I are found a some. Lot. I remember you used to work in the field with somebody, and they're just, they would always uh, identify the little orchid species, <gasps> and they're tiny. That is so they're cool. They're tiny, but they're yeah, so they're just cute. So little. Yeah. <laughs> I never knew that Kansas had orchids. And I didn't know that they were, they used cane Not all of them are. Okay. So a lot of it's the epiphytic ones, so the ones that grow on top of other plants. Mm. Because you have to imagine you don't have the soil that you can work with on top That's, on top of a tree. Okay. So they got to be a, a lot point. more careful with it, especially like in like countries like uh, like the Dominican Republic, where yeah. it's like a little bit drier, but they can still live on top of those. Like, so the ones that are epiphytic are not using cam. The ones that are okay. That so way. the epiphytic yeah. ones use cam. Yeah. The other orchids. So are I using mean, it's C4? it's a mix. Um, okay. No, I don't know. I don't know of any orchid that is C4, but okay. I think there might be because it actually has evolved multiple times oh. separately. C4 has? Yeah. Dang. And it, and it really is because you're not really you're not really using anything diff like new. Like uh-huh. all the tools are there. Yeah. But it's just sort of just like, you know, it's like whenever you like have like nothing in your fridge and you're like, like, what do I do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and you just like have to reuse different stuff to make something new, but maybe it's better. Maybe okay. it's worse. Yeah, like, that makes sense. But it, it's one of those things that it's a modification. It's not like a new idea in and of, it, in and of itself. Okay, okay. It's just making extra steps. It's like yeah. wings in like mammals versus insects versus birds. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, no, it's pretty much it. It's just answering the question to how they can get around these ideas of conserving water. That's so neat. Yeah, that's what's so cool about plants and yeah. why I love it so much. That's so great. Yeah. I never knew anybody. 
Who loved photosynthesis as much as you do? <laughs> well, it's just like, especially C4. And I remember like even taking like tests. I used to get so excited about <laughs> being able to d- diagram it. And the worst part was I'd never get it on a test. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to kill it. <laughs> like, and it was never on there. Yeah, there was, there was never. But that, I mean, that stuff is really difficult. Um, I mean, I, once you get down to the nitty people. gritty, well, no, no, I think once, I think normal people can understand it. I think you need diagrams. Yeah. Di- diagrams and I, I think it's a lot harder to understand anything when you're just like reading it. Um, yeah. I mean, cause like, I mean, what is like the most of the books I learn from are heavily diagrammed. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't learn photosynthesis without having, I mean, we had to draw diagrams. Yeah. 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 The only way I made it through like my plant physiology classes yeah. was drawing diagrams. Cause I'm a visual learner. Oh and, like, yeah. That's why I said I could see the cycle in my, in my brain yeah. as you were going through it. I was like, I know this stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, we used to draw diagrams. Like our teacher would make us basically draw diagrams all the time. And then I would go home and basically just, you just, start from scratch completely from your mind and if you got it you got it then you got it yeah Yeah. and so i think as long as you can sort of understand and as long as you understand like basic principles Mm -hmm. like in terms of just like how things like like you know molecules work yeah it it starts to make a lot more sense and you can sort of predict later on like oh that's why it happens without having to have it yeah that's cool yeah Plants are so neat. No, they really are. Man, I wish Nicole was in here on this conversation because she loves plants. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. She's she's our native gardening nerd. And Oh, yeah. man. Starting your new garden. Yeah. And it's springtime, yeah, too. Yeah, it's a good time for it. <laughs> it is a good time for it. Okay. But, what else do okay. you have? Do you want to talk about Cam? Yes, I want to talk about Cam. Okay. Uh, most cactus do it. Okay. Yep, and succulents. Okay, uh, and that's because they're desert dwelling, and when they open those tomatoes, they lose a lot of moisture, right? Yeah. Okay. If they were to do it during the day, they would lose they would a ton of moisture. Roast. I mean, they even have sunken pores in a lot of their tissue. Oh. So, like, you know those, I think even, like, you can see it on sometimes on cactus, they're, like, little divots, too. Oh. Yeah. I've never even not tried the, to. Not the needles, of course, but, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've never even tried to look for, like, yeah. Stomata. They'll have yeah. succulent or anything. Exactly. And it's like all about making these like resistance barriers. Yeah. And if you can keep like if you can sink those stomata and you think, well, you can't none of the wind is gonna blow. Yeah. Is gonna blow the water away. Mm-hmm. So if it's sunken and it's stagnant, there's gonna be less like issues with losing water. I yes. mean every step for them is not trying to lose water. They have Thick, waxy cuticles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. They store uh, a lot of water. The silver the silver on a lot of those uh, succulents uh-huh. is highly reflective. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I never even thought about it's that. Like, it's like if you were to cover yourself in, like, aluminum foil. You know? Holy moly. Not in the oven, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> like a potato. But um, one of those, like aluminum hats to protect yeah. you from aliens. Yeah, or you know, like when it, it just has a great property of bouncing things back, it's sort of the same idea. Oh, wow. It's like why agave is like sort of that nice light blue. And yeah. if you were to go rub it, it would come off onto your hand because oh. it's a little like waxy powder. Yeah. yeah. I have seen that. Okay. Yeah. Dang, that is just so neat. Yeah, it's it's one of those cool things. Um. So anyway, Cam okay. yes. uh, will open its stomata only at night. And it will take in that CO2 molecule Uh and it will bind it to a three-carbon molecule again. Okay. And make that four-carbon molecule. Yes. 
with what's it called with Pepsi. Is that, is that pyruvate? Uh, it's malate. Okay. Yeah. And uh, then it's just going to take it. I mean, it's pretty simple. It just takes it into its vacuole um, as malic acid. Mm-hmm. Then during the day, it just basically lets it all out. Uh-huh. And you have a really concentrated CO2, uh, a really high concentrated CO2, I don't know how to, environment. How about that? Where? In the cell. Like just, in the vacuole? No, it releases it. So it has it stored in malic acid. Okay. In the vacuole. Okay. So then once once the day starts. The sunlight. Yes. It evacuates the malic acid out of its out of its vacuole, and it's just chilling in the cytoplasm inside that cell. Yeah. Okay. And then, C pep comes along. I mean, Pep C comes along. Okay. Detaches that CO two molecule, okay. and you got yourself a nice CO two concentration again. Okay. Okay. And then it doesn't have to open its pores during the day, yes. but as you can imagine, it's not opening its stomata. So what happens when it runs out? Well, that's the reason why they grow so slow. Yeah, they're so <laughs> slow. It's a very, I mean, it, it's that battle. You know, that's the reason why C3s do so much better mm-hmm. during the cool part of the spring. That because, makes so much sense. Because they're just, they're not spending the energy. Yeah. But those C4s and CAM really catch up to these guys in the environments that they're in. Or if it's really hot, mm-hmm. because they just can't compete because they're losing so much energy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I think I think it's one of the coolest things. It always comes back to like uh, one of the coolest parts about plants is it's like this like really great, awesome like way you can see evolution at work. Um, Ooh. Because it's like one of those things. It's like well, w- like why doesn't every other plant do C four? Yeah. Well, because like why? What about legumes who like. You know, they fix their they, own nitrogen. Yeah. Well, it's really expensive. Like for legumes, it's like 25% of their energy. Dang. Yeah. Um, and so it, it's a lot of energy investment because you're taking care of all those microbes or you're taking care of having to transport uh-huh. across a gradient. Mm-hmm. And you have to constantly maintain this because, you know, there is a, I mean, at least in plant physiology, we have this like one thing, we have an idea of, uh, it's like it's like an energy cost, and so mm. like you'll have maintenance, maintenance, uh, reproduction. Yep, reproduction's a big one. And like defense. Oh yeah. But once those fall, like like you can't. So those are the big those the three I large think areas it might of be defense energy expenditure. Yeah, it might be defense, but defense is usually on the lower end, like really low. Okay. Um, I mean, you're not talking like it, it just can't invest that much energy. Most of the energy goes towards maintenance. Mm-hmm. And so the higher maintenance it happens, the less... Oh, wait, it's growth. That's what it is. Growth. That makes sense. Of course. Okay, so it's growth, reproduction, <laughs> yeah. and maintenance are the three yes. really big Those ones. Those are the biggest ones. Okay. Yeah. And so when you invest more to your towards your maintenance, uh-huh. you lose a lot of the growth out. So okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's one of those things that it, I mean, it makes sense. You only have a hundred percent of your energy, and you gotta give ev- or take yeah. somewhere. Everything comes down to just energy dispensing. Like yeah. it's it really is just accounting for it. Yeah, and that's really one of the parts I love about it. So Dang. that's really cool. 
Yeah. I had no idea you loved it this much. <laughs> well, the funniest thing was uh, when I was like prepping for this, I was like, do I have to read over it? And so then I started like jotting down like what I remember from memory. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I think I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, was like, I, I hope it's not like too technical though, which is the problem. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it can be really difficult, but I think the way we've handled it in this part it's yes. a little better. The I beginning so. was kind of dense. It gets I'm dense. I have to look at that. Yeah. No, it's, it's, and I think once you get into it, I think it gets a lot more fun, but it's also the thing is like, you don't want to make it a barrier t- for people. Yeah. Yeah. How can we make C3, C4, and Cam fun? Oh. I think he, I think you'd have to, ju- I think it, you have to relate it back to, um, like the evolution thing. It just makes oh. it so much more fun, at yeah, least for yeah. me. Okay. Um, I think if that's how you were supposed to relate it, I mean, it really comes down to what costs the most energy, but what do you get out of it? Oh my gosh. We could make a board game. We could. Oh, we should oh, make a, like an evolution a, board game. Yeah, we should make a photosynthesis board game. Oh my gosh, that and would be. Everybody gets like energy, <laughs> and they have to. Like, <laughs> that would be it's so like fun. Monopoly with energy. <gasps> yes. But what would be the energy? Would just be like what, like table sugar? <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> and we just sunlight. Have to give them like chips. Oh, and you could get like environment cards for. Uh, for like, oh, it was a cloudy day today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we like I, have them roll the dice and say, oh, you wanted, you got two, move two spaces. That space says it's a cloudy day. Sorry, you can't And you have to pick an environment to live in. Yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. <laughs> that'd be so fun. <laughs> we gotta make, we gotta do this. I wonder how you would do it with like the pieces to get to the finish line though. Or is it just know. a game you just go on forever like Monopoly? I don't know. I'd say maybe. And you, or maybe you grow in the most space. Okay. Huh? Okay. All right. Because you got to reproduce. Yeah. You got to grow and you got to maintain it. Yeah. You definitely got to reproduce. Not in that order. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh. We can brainstorm more about this board game later. But yeah, well, I really want to do this. Ah, that man. sounds so fun. This does sound like an interesting idea, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. Anything else? I do not have anything else unless you want to ask me anything. I'm trying to think. You've answered a lot of my questions already. Well, I mean, I could talk about the light reactions, but that doesn't Ooh, seem... that is dense. Yeah, honestly, though, I, I mean, there's so much okay. I forget. Let but... me ask you this. Okay. Of those three, which one's your favorite? I would say C4. Why? It's so cool. Uh, it's just, it's one of those ideas. It's just like, it makes so much sense, but it's like, and it, it's nothing really new. Uh, I just, I think it is, and it's like, I, I hesitate to say creative, mm-hmm. um, because it is evolution, Oh yeah, I see. but it's like one of those things you're just like, I would have never thought of that idea, but like, and even like the evolution of it, like with the anatomy change mm-hmm. coincides with how it physiologically takes in CO2. Okay. Because like a regular leaf can't do that. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you something different. Tell me about moss. Moss. Yeah. Oh, geez. Um, I have this really weird obsession with moss. Could you be more specific? Yes. They're non vascular. Yes. So, do they still go through the same, like, do they do photosynthesis a different way? I mean, do you know anything about that? Because I I don't. Oh, man. There are some weird ones. Um, I know there are a lot of, like, lycophytes, um, which are, uh, what is it? Those are. 
We call those lycophytes. They're basically small leaf ferns. Lycophyte. Oh my gosh. I think I saw one yeah. in the park earlier. I think I have a photo of it. And I think there's a member of the Isotaceae. Let me try um, These aren't mosses though. These are vascular plants though. Oh. But they're like a different kind of vascular plant. They don't have like traditional vascular uh, leaves because they're just little nubbins. Yes. Are those? Oh, that's moss. I right? don't know what it is. It looks like a baby fern, but it's got sporophytes coming out of it. I will oh, post this photo that, to our show notes. Oh, that is so funny. Isn't it beautiful? I love it. Yeah, that's so cool. I, don't, I have no idea what it is. I don't either. Um, I was going to say there's like a member of the Isotaceae, and mm-hmm. it does cam. Oh. But, you know, the weird thing about the Isotaceae is and that... And that's a, a genus... Or in family. a family. So okay. we have all, uh, I, unbeknownst to me, uh, plant families are very weird in that they have a completely different terminology system uh, okay. as opposed to animals. Okay. Which is weird. I had no idea in the, until somebody idea. brought that up. So there is a member of the Isotaceae, though, that they, they used to be giant trees. Like, and just like, That's think a of, moss? like a, no, a fern. Oh. But like a lycophyte, which are like oh. sort of the weird ones. Like, I you know, see. like ground pine? No. Okay. Well, it's not pine. It's actually a lycophyte. But if yeah. Anyways, uh, I do not know much about mosses. Oh, Although okay. I do know that bryophytes are super, super, super uh, resistant to desiccation. Oh. And that's part of the reason why you can dry them out often and then rehydrate them, and they're absolutely fine. And they're fine. They're yeah. so si- there's not a lot of complex architecture to them, mm-hmm. and because they're so close to normally water sources, I. And, you know, I feel like bryophytes ha- don't get enough uh, ink as it is. Yeah, and usually... And the, I know so little. <laughs> that, that, and that's fine. Yeah. I don't know anything about it either. I, oh, okay. Sure. So I always get confused. I know it's flipped. So you have... The red bit is the sporophyte. Yeah. The red part is the one with the uh, two, 2N. two yeah. And then the green part is the 1N. Yes. Okay. So for those of you who need a visual description, if you've ever seen a moss and it's this beautiful lush soft squishy green thing and it has these brown little spiky hairs with the little cathiopurculum yeah 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 Yeah. little they almost look like little clubs on the end of it yeah those brown club hair-like stick things sticking out of that beautiful moss is the sporophyte which is their mode of reproduction yeah and the cool thing about that is that like regular as you go on plants and skipping the ferns, mm-hmm. are sporophytes. Yes. So it's switched. And it's so weird that they, like, eventually just, you know, switched it up on us. Yeah. And now I remember that's one of the hardest parts about to learning that. Yeah, that was difficult. But it's, it, I mean, it really is a wild, I mean, it's definitely a wild, wild, uh, mosses are cool. And I wish they never had a bryology course. I know. They don't. I mean, they don't. I mean, they don't have enough. And then you go to a systematics course and they're like, well, we're going to skip everything that's not a vascular plant. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? It's like, but that's like my favorite <laughs> part. Because <laughs> I remember like, you know, you just like, oh, especially on the East Coast, you have all these like rocks oh. that are just covered in mosses oh, all over the place. And I, I would walk them. home every day and I would just like start touching them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although I think people thought I was a little bit crazy. No, I touched <laughs> just about every moss that I found. Yeah. It's true. And then also the pet. mushrooms too. Oh, every mushroom. You have to. I Everyone. mean, you really can't walk past a good moss without giving it in that light. 
a light touch. Yeah. And they're soft. They're fuzzy. Sometimes they're squishy. They're squishy. They make noises sometimes. Yes. And when it's dry out, but they've got those those club-like things sticking out of them. Oh, it's so awesome. If you rub your hand over it, you can see these clouds of spores coming oh, out really? of it. Oh, really? It's really cool. I've never done that I before. I have a slow-mo video of it. Oh, my gosh. I'll show it to you, and I'll post it in our show notes okay. so our listeners can see it, too. It's really, really cool. Let me just find it. Okay, it's right here. Oh, oh, it's like a little yellow dust. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Oh my gosh, it looks like almost that like when you like see it in like a video game when it's like uh, like that poison dust. Oh. <laughs> I don't know why that came to mind. Weird. <laughs> yeah, that does kind of look like that. Or like if you like pat a mushroom mm-hmm. sometimes. Like a, like a puffball. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's really easy to see that with puffball mushrooms. Oh, puffballs are cool too. Now that I'm so thinking about cool. them. Can you eat those, by the way? Some of them you can. I've never, okay. Refer to our puffball episode. Oh, it's like one of the first oh ones. really? Okay. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I remember I found some out in the field one time and I was like, these are so cool. And apparently they grow in circles, right? Some of them can grow in very Oh, uh, okay. Mm-hmm. Not all of them. Some of them. Anyway. We're getting off topic. Yeah. <laughs> it tends to happen with this, though. A little bit off. I mean, there's nothing really. I mean, we don't have, there's not enough to, I mean, you can talk about photosynthesis for hours. You oh, can yeah. teach a course. Actually, there are courses there are on, entire courses on, on photosynthesis. photosynthesis. Yeah. And I, I never, I didn't really choose to get into light reactions because it's tough mm-hmm. to begin with. Yeah. And I mean, as long as you just know, it's just, those things just make ATP. There are some cool things with like the antenna complexes and stuff yeah. that have really cool implications, but like, you know, we'll save that for a later date it's, at some yeah, point. It's just, it's wild. Yeah. Okay. I don't think I have any other questions. Yeah. Is there anything else that you want to bring up? No, I don't really have anything else to bring up. Okay. Check out our show notes on gpnc.org slash that's-my-favorite. Thanks to our producers, the Great Plains Nature Center. And if you enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Uh, And we'll be back soon with some more of your favorites. And I mean, like, really soon because we're trying to bring you guys new episodes as much as we can. Thanks to the whole social distancing thing. It's been real tough. Yeah. We're going <laughs> to we're going to try to keep you guys entertained, but hang in there. Wash your hands and thanks. <laughs>